Curious about how to discover your brand? Let's figure it out. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Once you've got your brand in place, you're going to have to have a marketing strategy. That's where Voiceover Marketing Playbook comes in. I want to teach you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. And Voiceover Marketing Playbook is the video course that can help you do that. Playbook is going to be available September 12th through the 21st. September 12th through the 21st. And the details are available online at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Branding and marketing, two terms that are often used interchangeably but aren't necessarily interchangeable. Having a well-defined brand, though, can be a huge asset when it comes to marketing. And when it comes to branding voice actors, nobody does it better than my guest today. She's an entrepreneur, an author, a talent manager, a brand builder. Welcome to the show, Celia Siegel. Well, hello, Mark Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hang out with you for a bit in your orange branded room. Yes, that's right. I've all, and, and got the M&M back here and I love it. <laughs> yes. I uh I got to tell you, I read the book recently. And that was actually what what inspired the episode cuz I learned some stuff in that book that I did not know and and one of the things that I would like to start with. I was not aware that at one point in time you were an incredibly successful LA agent. You were you were a big deal in LA. Oh. And and I yeah. didn't I didn't know this. So so tell us a little bit about that time in your career, because I'm guessing that's where the whole voiceover thing kind of ultimately started. Yes. So um, I was a talent agent for 14 years before I became a talent manager. So um, I'll even rewind it a little bit past my moving to L.A. and working at CESD. Um, I started my career right out of college. I lucked out and found kind of my dream job and kept growing it from there. And my original boss, Susan Wayman, who hired me like just fresh out of college, she was really into branding and marketing and brought me into all of these incredible meetings and ad agencies and gave me budgets. And we created amazing work um, for our talent. So we actually branded all of our talent I happen to have right here my first branding piece that I worked on. Oh, wow. Um, it was called Wayman's Most Wanted. And we created a brand for each one of our clients. And I used to put on a business suit and go to all the ad agencies in town. That's awesome. And brag about my talent. Look at that. So, of course, I wanted to move to Los Angeles. Yep. And there I was lucky enough to work with the likes of Dan Castellaneta, Mark Hamill, you know, all kinds of Frank Welker. Wow. And so it sealed the deal for me yeah. for a lifelong career in voiceover. Now, now, as I understand it, though, there, there was a moment, there was an aha moment, a, a light bulb moment, something about a baby in the booth. So tell us yes. a, a little bit more about that story and, and the realization that you ultimately came to in that, that aha moment. So I had my first child in 2000, Year of the Dragon, and my boss was kind enough to really make it easy for me to go back to work 
I was at um, Mitchell Talent in San Francisco at the time, which is now JE Talent. And I had a recording booth in my office. We decorated it. We put a crib in there. And I was going to bring my baby to work with me. And that didn't go so well. (laughs) I was like, I am not being a good mom or a good agent. So that is when um, necessity is the mother of creativity and invention. And that's when I decided to peel off on my own. Um, And the management piece just happened organically. My clients kept calling me. Can you help me with my brand? Can you help me with my marketing? All the things I always did as an agent. And voila, here we are 20 some odd years later um, running my management company. A baby in the booth where voiceovers are recorded. I can't imagine why that wouldn't work out. I Does George Whittem have a filter for that? Or <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we figured it was soundproof, but mothering 101, you don't lock your baby in the yeah. soundproof booth. So Yeah, understandable. It was, it, it was a nice try. <laughs> so right off the top, we talked, I mentioned there's branding and there's marketing. Two words that do often get used interchangeably. We think they're kind of the same thing. Now, I think they're both obviously very closely related. One leads itself or lends itself to the other. Help us understand from your perspective, what is the difference as you see it between branding and marketing? Great question. So the brand is what comes first. So as probably you guys all know, is I really love the process of branding for voiceover entrepreneurs because it is your chance to stake your claim in this world. So it starts with the brand, you know? So I always like to think of it like branding from the inside out, right. you know? So it's this beautiful process and it's why, you know, I named the book, you know, Brand Your Voiceover Career, Change Your Life, yep. because it is a beautiful process of really figuring out where you stand and how you're going to connect to people. Um, and convince them to choose you, to know you. Um, So we start with that brand and get it really rock solid so that you feel seen as a human being, as a talent, as a creative, as an entrepreneur. And then we can talk marketing. So you've got this really great tool to share with people. So you start with the brand, you know, the better the brand, the more you, your brand is, um, the more it speaks to your ideal customer, the more powerful it is, Um, you know, and then you market it and you can get a lot further than marketing without anything to hang your hat on. Gives you something to actually create or build a marketing message around, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot of voice actors, they are starting out and they go on Fiverr or wherever and they build a logo and they get a business card and they've they've got a brand, or at least that's what they think. I'm, I'm guessing, though, that there are a few more components to putting together a good brand than just having a, a great logo and a great tagline. So can you kind of lay out what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about when we're trying to come up with and, and build our brand? Yeah, great point, Mark. So many people come to me. You know, I love meeting performers and assessing people's brands. And I can't tell you how many times I meet people who have created a brand, um, a logo or what they think is a brand without doing the branding work. So the litmus test 
that I like to use is, is it your brand? How can I tell it's your brand? And if it can belong to anybody, it belongs to nobody, yep. you know, so it, it, you've missed the mark. You've missed an opportunity to uh, say something about yourself and to create traction around your business. You say that we all have a brand in, inside of us. That was something that I remember reading in the book. And, and whether we realize it or not, it's in there. What does that mean? Is it is it just something we have to uncover? Is it something we get to with the with the right questions and the right coaching? Is it a discovery process of, of who we are as an individual, of a voice actor? Is it all of those things? What, what does that mean that there's a, a brand inside of us? Right. So whether you take control of your brand or not, you have a brand, you know, so each of you listening, you know, it's just your reputation. It's what people, you know, feel about you and your product. So I love doing this work deeply with people and really getting in there with our methodology of what makes this person tick? What makes them special? What are their hooks? You know, what do they dream about? What do they want to do? You know, that already exists. And this process of branding is just putting that together in a way that speaks to who you want to speak to. You know, so you all already have a brand. It's just a matter of putting it out there, getting strategic about your brand. So talk to us about the seven superpowers, because I'm assuming that these things are not, you know, flying and invisibility or whatnot, but you've, you've got these, these pillars that are, that are mentioned in the book, the seven superpowers. Can you, can you walk us through those a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So just right away when I started agenting, um, and I've always loved performers and the theater and the ballet and the opera, like I'm an artsy, you know, person. And so as soon as I became an agent, you know, I was always at the theater and really understanding people's talents um, and what they could do. And I noticed right away that like some people were so amazing, like they would make me cry on stage that they're, they were so amazingly moving as a performer, but then they weren't booking, you know, they were, they couldn't get a job to save their life as far as like voiceover goes. And so I started just taking notes, you know, why is this person working and this person isn't working and oh, this person's really more talented. And so my seven superpowers that I noticed that were the common denominators of all the big earners were, of course, talent. Okay. And then what are you going to do with that talent? Right. All the, the big guns, they were training. They yep. were continually studying, learning, growing. They were committed. So they weren't like, eh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do something else. So they all had that. Like, I'm here. I've got to make it work out. They were great at business. They were great at networking. They were great at building a support team around them as entrepreneurs. And they all had a brand. Like they all had distinct things that made them them. Um, so all of these years in this business, I really pay attention to all seven of those things, you know, and, and, and there's been add-ons, you know, like social media and content creation, you know, things like that. Um, that we all need to have now as well. What do you think about, cause you've been in the industry long enough that you've seen evolution. And so 
I mean, when you were working in LA for a lot of talent, having an agent, that was it, right? They had an agent, the agent brought in all of the work. That model has obviously evolved. And as I'm listening to you talk about the seven superpowers, thinking specifically about, you know, understanding business and networking, it seems like that has become much more important for a voice actor today than, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. Is, is that fair? Totally. 100%. Yeah. Like when I was working in LA, it was the nineties. I mean, we were so busy and everything was union and, you know, it was just an advertising heyday. The economy was good. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was, it was crazy times. Yep. And I would say all of our clients just relied on us, 100%. Yep. Um, so yes, welcome internet, you know. so <laughs> Changed everything. Changed everything. I mean, everything. So, you know, our industry is no different. And so when I first met the non-agented digital entrepreneurs, I was so impressed with the people who, yes, they still had their agent, but they saw the writing on the wall and they knew that they had to become marketers. They had to become VOpreneurs, you know, yeah. and, and, and learn all of these things that, you know, you so beautifully teach the community. It's such a great resource because that's half the battle. So it is almost unrecognizable, um, the industry as a whole, and it will continue to evolve and pivot. And we just all have to pay attention and be thinking about what's next, uh, which makes branding all the more important yep. in the melee of, of choices and technology and, um, and different venues for people to find their voices now. What do you think people should be paying attention to in, in the evolution? I mean, we've seen in the last few years the number, I think the number of actual voiceover agents has has fallen off because there just wasn't enough work to keep everybody sustained. Top mm -hmm. agents are still going to have access to top clients, top brands, top commercials and all of that sort of stuff. AI, everybody's worried about that. Online casting continues to be a, a disruptor, even though it's been around for a while. So w where do you think we're going in, in five years from an agent perspective? How do you think the industry is going to shift? Yeah, I think, you know, you're, you're so right. The things that I'm working with my clients who I manage right now and what we really want to keep an eye on is, you know, back to that first superpower talent, yep. you know, so the better you are at this craft, the safer you're going to be. Yep. So I really encourage everybody to find, you know, the right special sauce for your ongoing education to just stay excellent and competitive um, because the bottom sector of things eventually is going to wither away, you know? So I think, you know, paying attention to you, investing in you, um, I will double down and say your brand is, is so important in this process because the industry is going to continue to fracture. And I think, Excellent people will continue to have excellent talent agents and work on excellent projects, you know, but that mushy middle is shifting right now. So where do you want to stake your claim? I think that's probably one of the most important things is it's, it's really easy to get to a point in your career where you're doing well 
and you get a little complacent because you're doing well, right? And so you don't have to try quite as hard or whatever, but the reality is that that, that coaching never stops, the learning never stops. And I think probably more than ever in today's marketplace, the acting side of voice acting is, is the thing that is going to keep you safer longer if, in fact, the, the robots are going to come and take over, right? Right. You know, and I'm curious about the robots and I'm an eternal optimist. So I'm trying to stay as educated as yeah, possible, absolutely. keeping my ear to the ground. And how do we make the robots our assistants? You know? Yeah, I agree. I like that a lot. Now, you said before, I dream brands, which is interesting. Most people probably don't do that. But I'm very curious to know, what are some of the favorite brands that you have dreamed and, and been able to bring into reality for a, a talent or talents? Yeah. So, um, you know how we all have our strengths and our personalities and our quirks. Yep. Um, yeah, I've always had this, um, kind of automatic branding eye and I'm very visual so I can see completed brands in my brain. Um, once I start working with a client and getting to know them and getting to know what they want, it, it just comes together in kind of mental mural format, you know, and then we can talk about it and fine tune it. So I do quite frequently come up with the concepts while I'm sleeping. And I know I, I say in the book after the 2016 election, that very fateful night where everybody was so shocked, I had a dream that night of rebranding a certain political party. Like that was my how I made sense of yep. my feelings about it. And I woke up and I was like, oh, done. Like, here's what we need. So it's just a lens that I, I see things through. So what are some of the one, what are some of the more memorable ones that you've dreamed up? Who are, I mean, I know you're every one of these brands that you have created is probably like a, a child that, you know, you've, you've brought into creation, but there's gotta be a couple that really stand out or, or really pop in your head as man, that was a, that was a good one. Or we nailed that one. Yeah, you know, it's like picking are. favorites, right? I'm like literally asking you, what, which one of your children are your favorite? Like, that's basically what I'm asking right now, right? <laughs> right. No, and I just popped open my website. And I'm just looking. So in my um, branding gallery, you know, I've got a bunch of the projects that I've worked on. And I love it that you just said it's like choosing children. Like I do have this affinity for the human being behind the brand. And I'm looking at all of them. And they're seeped into this message that we're marketing out to the world. Yep. So I'll say in a dream, Diana Holquin, who is bilingual, and um, her brand is Hola Hello Vio, your story's bridge to all of the Americas. You know, just a way to talk about what she does with kind of her vibe, really easygoing and I was like, I love this brand so much. And how do we, so there's the written brand. Right. So the dream comes in on the visual part, like how do we execute these words into our brain can see and interpret before we can read. Okay. So that visual part of your brand is so important. And I was like, how do we get that vibe in there? And I had just been watching The White Lotus, 
and I love their credits, you know, in the beginning with the wall, with the crazy pineapple wallpaper and the floral, um, tropical, um, posh kind of look. And so that sunk into my head. So I'm always taking pictures of things. and I want to use that in a brand, you know, and I just put it, put it on the shelf. And so I dreamt that one up and I was like, here's the moment for that kind of wink to that look. So we have, you know, the black background and kind of a posh font, you know, with the hibiscus flowers and the jungle leaves. Um, so that was a fun one that kind of came to me like outside of the meeting. Um, but really they all have. <laughs> what do I have to offer? What makes me different? What makes me unique? What can I say to potential voiceover leads and clients that every other voice actor isn't already saying? When you start to figure out some of those things, that's when you are starting to put together the brand puzzle, and that is when you are going to be able to develop a more clear and effective marketing message. That's one of the things that VoiceOver Marketing Playbook can help you do. Build a more effective marketing message and help you to be more confident in your voiceover marketing efforts. Playbook is a step-by-step, easy-to-follow video course that is going to teach you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. And it is available September 12th through the 21st, 2023. It's the last time that Playbook is going to be available this year. You can get the details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now, back to our show. I'm going through the process where I'm, I'm getting ready to do a new logo for Veopreneur. I want to I want to completely redo that logo. One of the things that I've been doing a lot of lately is paying attention to logos that I see, you know, building out some Pinterest boards and things like that. Uh, you know, I was I, I wrote a blog a couple of weeks ago. I was walking through downtown Sault Ste. Marie. We were there visiting family and I was looking at the logos and, and the brand names that were on all of the buildings downtown and paying attention to fonts and colors and all of that sort of stuff. What kind of things can we be doing as a voice actor? What what do we pay attention to to start to pull the brand out of us? Is it, I'm guessing like a Pinterest board with logo styles or fonts or colors and things like that can certainly help. What other things do we need to, to be paying attention to to try to help us if we want to uncover that brand or, or aspects of our brand? Mm-hmm. I read that blog that you wrote and I was cheering you on. I loved it and I loved the vision of you thinking about that yeah. for your beloved businesses. You yep. know, you've got the two arms of your business and the two related brands, which we've talked about. Yep. Um, so I think that's a great place to start. You know, I talk in VoiceOver Achiever about the branding journal, and there even is a branding journal in the back of the book to take notes on. And I think it really comes down to, as a cornerstone, a starting spot is, what do you like? Because ultimately, this brand is your engine. So I think it's more important for each of you to love your own brand and to feel seen and excited to show it off. So that starts with your taste. If I only could ask you one question to begin your brand, it really is, what brands do you like and why? And we don't like things that don't have a kernel of truth within ourselves. And usually we like things that we aspire to become at our most excellent personhood. 
So yeah, I think doing just what you did, what fonts do you like? Why did I like that? You know, have a file in your camera where you're capturing colors that you like. Um, like I, I love looking at you right now, Mark, with your navy and orange, <laughs> like so on brand, right? Um, and, you know, the things that we are attracted to are the best things to express us. So gather images, fonts, ideas, look at other actors' brands that you like. Obviously, you're not going to copy their brand, but why do you like that? Like I just started working with somebody yesterday and they were going gaga over Miranda Ellis's brand. Uh, and I was like, yay, I love that brand. And she's like, obviously, I'm not going to do that. But here's the elements that I love, the playfulness, the personality. She's showing her other talents, um, how it's so cohesive. So when we do her branded photo shoot, we're going to remember what she likes yeah. and create something totally unique. Um, so yeah, write stuff down, start dreaming. There's 13 questions that you ask in the book that I know are, are designed to help to, to uncover some of this stuff. And I have to tell you, as I was reading the book and I read the book in a night, I didn't mean to, but it just, I was like, once I started, I couldn't stop reading it, but I'm looking through these questions and, and some of the exercises that you had there. And I'll be honest, I found some of it very intimidating. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I, I definitely felt like some of my answers were very lame uh, or I was struggling to come up with answers at all. Uh, you know, describing my image. What do I want an agency to know about me? Words that I associate with my signature sound, all of this sort of stuff, which I suspect any of us as a voice actor could probably help another voice actor with. But when we got to look within, it's it's so much harder. And so I definitely felt lost. So tell us a little bit about how you guide voice actors through the process because we can we can go through the book if we want to go through the book work through all of those exercises and start to put together a brand but we can also just come and work with you and say Celia help and hold my hand <laughs> this is hard and guide me so talk about what that process is like and how you guide voice actors through it yeah no absolutely so to your audience like let's just play around with this so when Mark's talking about, wow, these 13 questions were hard, well, I bet all of us know Mark really well. So I could fill out Mark's brand finder pretty well, you know, for what his public brand is. And then I'm going to interview him and dig in a little bit more. So yeah, a branding buddy can really get you going, yeah. you know, because um, we can see things about each other that we don't see about ourselves. Yep. So. I really did want to create a resource for you guys where you could do a DIY brand. And yes, many people read the book and they're like, that was awesome. Let's bring it home. Yeah. I want you and your team to help me. Yes. You know, so I'm also a certified life coach, you know, and, uh, you know, lover of this whole profession. So I interview and pull out more information. Like if somebody talks about being funny in one of their brand finder questions, I'll be like, okay, great. So Mark, you think you're funny. What kind of funny are you? Oh my gosh. Right? Uh, I'm like are breaking out in hives as you, just as you're, I'm like, <laughs> I just don't know if I could dive that deep into myself. This is, it's, it's a, I'm sure it's a challenging exercise for people. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. And when I, I rebrand, you know, I stay current with the trends, yep. you know, I need to be the shoemaker who actually has nice shoes, yep. 
So I do work on my brand. I would say every three or four years, I've gone in and redone my website. And guess what? I hire a branding expert because I'm too close to it. Absolutely. Yep. So it's really helpful, you know, back to the seven superpowers, like successful entrepreneurs aren't afraid to hire a team to help them. So um, I think that um, know your strengths. And some of you guys come from marketing and come from branding. A lot of you, you know, out in the world, I'll meet people and they're like, I have a MBA or, you know, I used to work in marketing for this big Fortune 500 company, you know, so you can get there on your own sometimes, you know, with a little help from your friends. And some people just need to say, okay, not my skill set. I'm going to go get behind the microphone and go make some money. And can you help me out with this? I'm actually genuinely surprised how many voice actors I have coached with in the past who have come from a marketing background. Like you said, marketing in a Fortune 500 or whatever. And so they have that education, probably more of a formal education than I ever had. But it's it's that whole thing of, I, I you know, I can do this for somebody else, but I, I don't know how to do it for myself. I can't. I can't see what's right in front of me. Uh, you know, we, we've got our own our own blind spots around that. Or I don't you know, I, I knew how to do it for that business, but I don't know how to translate it to this business or to the voiceover business. And so I, I, I get why there's value in having that outside perspective, somebody that sees you in a totally different way than you than you see yourself. And that would be so important when you're trying to figure this out. And I think that was. I'm one of those people, as I was reading the book, I was like, gosh, if I ever do this, I just need to throw money at it and get somebody else to do it for me. <laughs> because the idea of working through this thing on my own, I was like, I, I don't know if I could do this. But I, I I see, I mean, anybody that knows you, it's pretty obvious that you have a passion for this. And that passion is what makes you do it so well, right? I mean, I see the way you are right now as we're, we're talking about it. And that makes a difference, right? When you love what you do, it, it makes it easier for you to do it for other people. I'm curious, what what would you say is one aspect of branding from your experience working with a lot of voice actors, one aspect of branding that you find that we consistently overlook? Mm -hmm. Good question. You know, I think it's that piece of, um, I thought you were going to ask a different question, which is really the flip of this, of um, I'm going to answer it this way. Every time I complete a brand and people are picking from their options, you know, we have a way of knowing which is the right one. 80 to 90% of the time, people say, OMG, if I brand myself this way, then this person isn't going to like me. So there's this real fear you of pigeonhole yourself. a claim, yep. right? Yep. And so back in the early days when I started doing this, you were a utility player out in the world. And now don't think of pigeonholing yourself as cutting yourself off, thinking of it as grabbing the bull by the horns and like booking that stuff and then parlaying that into the next and the next, because otherwise you're going to get overlooked. So in answer to your question, the biggest thing I see people overlooking in their brand is going all the way with it, really being expressive, unique. I want to be able to look at your brand and be like, oh, yeah, that's Mark Scott's brand. 
love that guy. Like, he's so great. And here's why he's great. Let's list all the ways. Um, and if you're like, because I know you're a humble person because I've known you for years and that can get in the way also. Yep. That's fair. Because we're asking you to say, hello, look at me. I'm awesome. And many of you have a very hard time doing that. Um, which is another reason it's good to work with a pro because I can be like, I see you. I see that you're, you know, turning red and you're a little shy to put this out there. Let's tweak it and make it visually softer. So you're not like, I'm the best in the world. So you're showcasing it, but in a way that you feel great about. So go all the way with your brand, be a little vulnerable, show us yourself even though it's scary, because otherwise you're leaving money on the table. Your brand is not going to work for you while you're sleeping, while you're behind the mic, if it could belong to any of your peers. This this leads me to a question that I hadn't previously thought of, but the way that you described it, it got me thinking of it. I've been working with a couple of people lately on some marketing stuff and trying to nail down the language that we want to use in, in some of their marketing. And again, the fear of, but if I say it this way, it's going to pigeonhole me. Or if I say, if I use these words, they're going to think I can only do this one thing or whatever. Uh, that's certainly part of it. The other part of it is w without trying to get too political, but then <laughs> thinking back to your dream from 2016, um, we live in sensitive times, Celia. Uh, we live in very sensitive times, whether, whether you're on the, the left side or the right side, it doesn't matter. We live in sensitive times and, and sometimes the most innocent statements without even realizing it can be uh, twisted by one side or the other to, to cause complete and utter chaos. Have you found that that has made branding people more challenging now than even say five or six years ago when, when maybe times weren't quite so sensitive? Do you have to be so much more cautious of language or the, you know, a word that you use that before meant one thing, but today now apparently it means something different or do, do you have to take that into consideration when you're, when you're doing all this? You know, you would think so, but I have not find, found that to be the case. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> I, I actually feel like, like there's a power to claiming personal things. Sure. And it's not for everybody. I am not saying that your political affiliation should be part of your brand necessarily. But if you're brave and you want to go and market yourself to work for, you know, you can just look it up and market to those companies who have your belief and wear your belief on your sleeve. And that's your, that's your uh, pole vault over your competition because they want to work with like-minded people. Right. You know, so everyone gets to do it how they want to do it, but you do want to be very strategic yeah. because you can shoot yourself in the foot. And um, I would say for most people, unless they want to capture the thing everybody hates, you don't want to go there most of the time. I, I agree. So, well, this brings, this is a good time to transition into social media because talk about another scary place where you have to be very careful about what you say. Um Social media can be very intimidating for a lot of voice actors, but then the other side of it is the voice actors struggling like, okay, other than my demos, what the heck am I even supposed to do on social media? Have you got a couple of tips for us for how we can embrace social media? Maybe maybe what kind of 
some content ideas that we could be thinking about other than just constantly going on and saying, hey, I'm a voice actor and you should hire me for your your voiceover? Yeah, you know, I think, again, I like to say, follow what you love. So pick the one that doesn't have you pulling your hair out. You know, you can outsource that. I know a lot of people that are very uncomfortable with the whole concept. Um, It's very personal, you know, so just pick the couple that you like hanging out on the most and think about, again, your brand, you know, so going through and creating your brand, what are those things that we put in the branding blender that you're passionate about? Talk about those things. And that is a magnet to connect you with that other person who collects train books or is a gardener or is a world traveler or is a digital nomad working all over the world with their booth or, you know, use pieces of yourself to, you know, namaste to other people, you know, the light in them sees the light in you, you know, and pick a few things, you know, what are the three things you're going to talk about? And, you know, Mark, you're the best example, like create, content, educate me, entertain me. Um, You know, anytime you can create something excellent, you know, like that's a talent too. And that goes into the plus column of standing out from the crowd. Um, I think LinkedIn is cooler than it used to be. Definitely. And I think there's more cool stuff going on on LinkedIn as far as showcasing your brand in a very professional way and not getting mired in you know, people's politics or lunches, you know? So yeah, be yourself. And we talk about, you know, with our management clients, live your brand. It's all about living your brand in all of the, you know, far reaching corners of what that means. Um, And then there you have your social media piece, you know, just live your brand, be consistent and attract your tribe and, and love up other people. You know, it's about, community and networking and noticing other people's creativity and, and thank you for teaching me that. And, and that, that means people you want to work for too, like really genuinely connect on shining the light on others to shine it back to yourself. I think that's probably one of the aspects of social media that, that often goes most overlooked is we're constantly trying to think about what kind of content do I need to create? What should I be sharing? What should I be talking about? And, and we spend all of our time thinking about that, forgetting that the other side of the equation is build a network of potential leads, prospects, and clients and engage with them and their content. And that should be a big part of your social media strategy that, that we often forget about. It is still uh, about community and engagement and, and those sorts of things still matter regardless of the platform. Those are the things that drive the algorithm. Well, we- absolutely. Like if they would have told us, you know, even 15 years ago, but certainly before that, like, hey, guess what? You can talk to anybody in the world. Yeah. You can find them, yep. you know, like you weren't finding them in the yellow pages, Yep. you know? And so I think that we get too wrapped up in the me, 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 like take yourself out of the center of it, yep. which is also branding. Take yourself out of the center of it because your brand belongs to everyone and, you know, play nicely and just switch that mindset instead of being overwhelmed by it. Like be curious, be delighted, share, connect, 
And um, yeah, magic things can happen. We've talked a little bit about voiceover achiever throughout this interview of reference back to some things that I've learned from it. I know the book's been out for a few years, but still absolutely filled with relevant information that I think every voice actor should read. Tell us about why you decided to sit down and write a book. You know, I always wanted to write a book. Okay. Um, like I, you know, much like I love actors, but I am not one. I love writers. I just, you know, think they are such badasses. So from a young age, I knew I wanted to write a book. Okay. Um, I also, from a young age, was interested in this kind of positive psychology, business, entrepreneurial, like helping people become more awesome. Okay. Um, so one day I was like, okay, we're going to do it. And I didn't think it would take very long. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a real commitment, but I, I chunked out two hours a day in my calendar um, for 14 months. Wow. Really getting it right. Yep. You know, it was easy to write, but to try to make it a productive tool that would actually change lives and help people as kind of, you know, my, you know, putting my energy out there to help people, which is a value of mine. Um, it took a long time to fine tune that. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a, just a, a, a big life goal that I had. Right on. And I will link to that in the show notes. If you haven't read it, I, I definitely encourage you to read it. So one final question then, if somebody is interested in working with you on this, because hopefully at this point, they understand the value of having a clearly defined brand and how that clearly defined brand lends itself to your ultimate marketing. Somebody wants to work with Celia Siegel. What, what do we do? What does that process look like? So I have a form on my website. Okay. So just fill it out. I'm going to ask you some questions so that I can come intelligently into a consult with you. And um, yeah, we'll hop on the phone. And, you know, like any business partnership or anybody helping you out with your business, um, you know, it's a it's a human connection, you know. So we'll talk and, and see what I can do for you. And if we're a good fit, we will jump in. And it's an all immersive process. Um, with my team and I, um, not just your brand, but your business plan and your goals and what you want to accomplish with this brand. Um, so yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. And yeah, you can reach out on the website and uh, get in touch with us. Okay. I know I said that was the final question, but I, I got one more because you are a very successful entrepreneur in your own right. You've started a, a successful business. You, you're doing amazing things. If you could give one piece of entrepreneurial advice to the VOpreneur who is trying to grow their business, trying to figure out the business side of this whole thing, what would that one piece of entrepreneurial advice be? Mm -hmm. Take an honest look of really where you are and really assessing your talent and what you want to do and then build a brand and a business plan to get yourself there, you know, so know where you are, you know, be honest with the hard work yep. and make a plan to get there and um, yeah, bring in help. You can't do it alone. Right on. Well, Celia, thank you so much for this. I'm so grateful to you and, and the knowledge that you share. And I think maybe the first time I met you was at, uh, in Florida, I think it might've been at the, the conference in Florida that uh, Randy Thomas put on and, and had the chance to sit down and have a conversation with you. And I always look forward to running into you and, 
always learning something new from you in the book. Like I said, it, it felt very intimidating, very overwhelming to me. But at the same time, I was like, man, this is like it's because it's so much information that we need to know. We need to understand. And so thank you for always being willing to share and, and for your passion for the industry and guiding us voice actors, helping us to try to better brand ourselves. I appreciate it. Well, absolutely. And back at you with all of the help you throw out. It's been really great watching your career grow as well. So yes, glad to know you, Mark Scott. Once you know who you are as a voice actor and what you have to offer as a VOpreneur, it becomes even easier to tell people about it. And that is the relationship between branding and marketing. I hope you found this interview insightful and enlightening. And if you are interested in working with Celia Siegel and her branding team, there are links in the show notes. So make sure that you check those out. And you can also order your copy of Voice Over Achiever from the link in the show notes as well. I'm telling you, that is a book worth reading. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you have learned something, if you have found it helpful, can you do me one quick favor? Can you... Post about it in your Instagram stories and make sure that you tag me at Mark Scott. Let other people know so that they can find the podcast too. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO Pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOpreneur goodness? Jump online at VOpreneur.com.